Hello and welcome to the Trinity Podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. For more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to answer the question, how to stop feeling tired all the time. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Trinity Podcast. So first up, what kind of, yeah, we speak to people every day who, who do tell us, you know, they struggle with the energy levels. What kind of things do you hear that people are struggling with? So we specifically work with kind of busy, busy working women, usually well, 40, about 40 and above. So for those women, a big struggle is that they've had a very busy day at work. They've had a busy career. They get back after work and they're absolutely exhausted. And the last thing that they can want to think about is cooking healthy food or exercising or anything like that. And they just end up kind of collapsing onto the sofa, completely drained, opening a bottle of wine, eating a packet of crisps and just feeling, feeling just completely exhausted. They don't have any energy to cook any healthy food. So they maybe, maybe they order a takeaway for dinner. Maybe they just live on ready meals or just things they can grab quickly. They find it impossible to get motivated to exercise in the evenings because as soon as they've got in the door and they've hit that sofa, they're basically already asleep. They all, they're either, they'll either kind of fall asleep on the sofa or they'll even end up kind of slumped on the sofa, but still doing more work late in the evening after having an unproductive day um, because their energy levels are just constantly bad. So halfway through the day, maybe they get to 2 p.m. and they feel that kind of afternoon slump, which then ruins their productivity and they end up turning to caffeine and sugar to boost their energy levels back up. And they're constantly riding this energy roller coaster where they're never, they're never quite feeling like they've got enough energy to do everything they want to do unless they're kind of taking in a load of sugar or taking in a load of caffeine to try and boost that energy up. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think that this is, this is, you know, because they're older and there's an element of that that we're going to get into but often it's more about the lifestyle they lead or, you know, just as much about that than, than anything. And like, it's, it's often made worse by the pressures of having a successful career. Right. Isn't it? It's like, you know, if they're managing a team and the buck always like could pass to them and they're responsible for, you know, 10 people, 20 people, 30 people plus, there's a lot of stress there as well, which then can lead to that stress eating or lead to, you know, feeling, feeling more tired Put on top of that, you know, menopause or perimenopause, which a lot of the people we work with are going through and the hot flushes that come with that, that can affect sleep and they can get aches and pains again, which can affect sleep and just menopause in general can, can make your energy levels a bit more up and down with your changing hormones. Plus having to, you know, the stress of looking after your family, your kids, you, you know, having to, you know, look out for friends or, you know, loved ones who are a bit older, maybe who are, who are struggling health wise all of that then makes this even worse. And then a lot of the people we work with as well, that's why we work with them. They're, they're carrying too much weight around. So they've got this excess weight that they're walking around with that, you know, they're carrying a stone two stone, which is pretty heavy. If you pick up something that weighs that much and walk around with it, it just makes you so it's, it's pretty hard just to walk with that. And then on top of all of that, you know, they have sore muscles or sore joints from the stress of everything from carrying the excess weight around that's putting more of a toll on their body. So then you feel even more tired as well. So as I kind of touched on, most people think this is about getting older. You know, they're in the 40s, they're in the 50s. This is inevitable. But what would you say, Ben? Is that really the case? Is this inevitable or is this something 
that is actually partly within people's control. Yeah. So as you said before, and as kind of based on what I've seen with the women that we've worked with and how we've been able to help people change their energy levels, most of the time this comes down to a person's lifestyle. Like obviously age and especially kind of hormones, menopause, and all of those other factors you mentioned, all that busy career and everything does have an impact on your energy levels, but it is possible to take control of that with, by making some small changes to your lifestyle. So in my experience, the same kind of lifestyle choices, choices that cause a person's weight to increase and cause that, that, you know, them to go up a couple of dress sizes also tend to have an impact on energy levels. Hence, most people who are overweight do also struggle with low energy, which can be a bit of a problem when it does actually take a significant amount of energy to, you know, to take control of your health and fitness. So it can leave people feeling stuck because they don't have the energy to do it and they need energy to, to actually lose. They, they, well, they're lacking energy like as a side effect almost of being overweight, but then it's a bit of a spiral that they're in because it then takes energy to get out of that situation. It's kind of like a chicken yeah. and the egg scenario. Yeah, it's like a vicious cycle, isn't it? You, get, you don't have energy to change it. So you don't change it, but then you feel tired because you then you get you get you're carrying more and more weight around yeah. and you're doing more and more things that are making your energy level lower and lower and lower. So what kind of things do you see, you know, we see this all the time, right? That people are doing in this situation that are actually making their energy worse. That's not related to their age potentially. So the first one, which we kind of touched on before is um, caffeine ruining people's sleep. Like coffee does boost your energy levels temporarily. I just had a little espresso coffee now. Um, but the problem is if, if you are, let's say your energy levels are chronically low because you haven't been sleeping, you haven't been taking care of yourself. If you're then drinking four, five, six cups of coffee throughout the day, that caffeine can kind of boost your energy levels to a point. It's not kind of real. You know, when you drink coffee, it's not kind of like genuine energy. It's kind of like this hyped up caffeine energy. The problem with that is it can really affect your sleep and you can end up lying in bed, staring at the ceiling, wondering, you know, how am I ever going to get to sleep? Then that has a knock on effect of you feel less energetic because you haven't slept. Then you turn to more caffeine. Again, this is a cycle. You have, your energy is low. So you have coffee. The coffee causes you to have less sleep. Then your energy gets even lower and it just goes round and round. And then sugar is exactly the same thing. So a lot of people think they need sugar for energy. Um, I, I don't really know where this belief comes from. I think it's one of these outdated myths that never seems to die. I think it's yeah. true. There are certain situations where sugar is excellent for energy. For example, if I was doing like a half marathon or an obstacle race or something, or, I'm, or I'd gone on like a two hour long cardio session, if I have like a sugary energy drink halfway through that, that's going to give me the energy to keep going in that situation. However, if I'm sat at my desk working on the computer and I'm like, I don't have any energy, I don't necessarily need to have like a sugar hit in order to keep that energy going. It's like a completely different type of energy, but people think that, you know, they, they do, they need that sugar to get, to get through the day. But again, you have that sugar hit, then your energy crashes down again, and then you take some more sugar, then your energy crashes down again. It's another one of these cycles that causes your energy levels to be all over the place. I think the, the real problem is not so much kind of low energy, but it's having your energy levels like not being consistent. What you really want is a consistently yeah. good energy level throughout the whole day. Wake up feeling energized, energetic through the whole day, go to sleep, wake up feeling energized the next day, rather than wake up feeling crap, have a coffee to boost your energy levels, it dips and goes up and down throughout the day. That's when the problems seem to, seem to kind of show up. 
And how, how would you do that then? Like we obviously know we're coaches, but how would you recommend someone does that? How do they actually get that sustainable energy? Because a lot of people don't, they're in this vicious cycle, they're having the coffee, they're having the sugar and they're doing yeah. creating the opposite thing. So very quickly for someone who's listening, how would, how would you get onto that sustainable energy that's going to last the whole day? I mean, essentially it, it comes down to like the fundamentals. It comes down to things that people really, they already know that they should be doing. So, you know, getting plenty of sleep. We all know we should get, be getting plenty of sleep. I think most people would say, you know, oh, I should be getting more sleep. I know I should. Eating better quality food if you're taking in lots of vitamins and minerals and not, you know, pastries and sandwiches and, you know, sugary sweets and chocolate. Your energy is going to be better. It's like fueling your car with a proper fuel rather than fueling it with like mud, basically. <laughs> yeah. Getting enough water. Your body needs water to function. If you don't have enough water in your body it's not gonna it's not gonna function efficiently if it doesn't function efficiently it's not going to create energy for you to do anything um taking control of your stress levels the more stress you take we all know that feeling when you've had a really busy day at work especially for people we work with who are like managing a big team if you've got this big a big project on all that responsibility and all that pressure and all that stress can then have a huge toll on your energy levels so if you can deal with that stress effectively then you can kind of overcome those big challenges without feeling like um, like that's kind of crushing you. It's like I guess if you you know when you're if so if you're new to like public speaking or doing events or something, the first time you do that, afterwards you feel really drained emotionally after like speaking in front of an audience. You do that a few times, you get used to it, and then it doesn't stress you out as much, and you you don't get as drained from it. Another thing that can improve this is exercising. So doing the right kind of intensity of exercise and the right type of exercise. If you do too much exercise, that's going to crash your energy levels. If you do too little exercise, you're not going to feel like you have energy. You need to exercise in a way that's doesn't, it's not like killing yourself and like just going all out all the time, but it is going to, it's, it's going to help your energy levels stay higher. Um, yeah. And on, on that point, yeah, with exercise, one um, thing we see a lot with our, our, the age range of women we help is that, they're actually doing exercise that they swing between because again, it's like the swinging between sugar and caffeine and then having no energy and then needing more sugar and caffeine. They swing between really extreme exercise, you know, like hit training or these workouts that, you know, designed for someone in their twenties, gym classes and things like that, which are really hard. Like I'm going to even play, like I've, I've tried a couple of gym classes. They're really hard and they're doing these, <clears throat> you know, they're trying to do the most days as well. And then they can't stick to it because their body is just, dying and they're you know it's saying this is enough and they swing between that and then they have to do nothing because they're hurting so much you know they get injured really quickly because it's too much too soon and as you said you know it works much better to pick a type of exercise that's going to support you know things like menopause things like you're changing hormones and that's the right amount for you rather than again just like food it's got to be the right amount for you rather than just everything or nothing everything or nothing you can't rush this process and actually you'll just get injured. You'll just get exhausted if you do too much with, with exercise as well. Yeah. And then in terms of food, what, what should people do there? So in terms of food, like getting enough food, like I already mentioned, kind of having high quality food is really important. Like you all know, if, if you, eat, you eat a load of crap, if you eat Domino's pizza, you don't necessarily feel uh, the best after it. Not hammering Domino's there. I like Domino's pizza, but... Um, for me, a huge bready pizza full of calories with like loads of cheese and stuff on it. If I eat that, 
I'm not going to feel as good as if I have a nice refreshing salad or a smoothie or a plate of vegetables or whatever, like a nice clean meal. Um, but also getting enough food is really important. So it's another kind of case of extremes. You see these people who are looking to lose weight. So they starve themselves and eat hardly anything. And funnily enough, that then means they've got no energy because you need food to have energy. Then they have no energy. And they're like, oh, I need some sugar. Then they eat sugar. Then they, they overeat on their calories and they undereat the next day. And it's, it's again, up and down, up and down with food intake means up and down with your energy levels. The next thing that can affect things is alcohol. So, you know, you'll, you will know as good as I do that if you have alcohol the day afterwards, your energy levels are not going to be the best. A hangover is a very difficult situation to perform in. Remember back when uh, we were at uni, me and Rob, we, uh, you know, there were times when I'd be hungover and I'd go and do a gym session and force myself to do it anyway. But it's, it was made it a lot more difficult. It is a big hindrance. And just the same as that, like if you drink over the weekend, like a couple, you know, you have a few glasses of wine each night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday morning when you, you need to be at your best and performing at work. If you've got this sort of weekend mild hangover thing going on, your energy levels, you're starting off with low energy levels. And then that's when you get tempted to get back on that roller coaster, sugar, caffeine, all of that. And it just, it's just a repeating cycle. And the final thing that we see a lot of, because we work with women over 40 only, is the effects of that menopause can have on, on people. Like this is, this is probably the most difficult one to control. But if you, if you get all of these other lifestyle factors um, taken care of, you can kind of minimize the effects here. But menopause can affect people's energy levels just generally. It can affect your sleep, which then affects your energy levels. It, it generally just makes things a little bit harder. Yeah, but for a lot of people, again, there's a lot of lifestyle factors that lead to those menopause side effects or make them much worse. <clears throat> Caffeine, sugar, alcohol, those three will make hot flushes way more common. They will make sleeping much harder and you know if, if you can shift those things then again you'll minimize all of the side effects of menopause as well as choosing the right exercise for that yeah and another thing that i uh, found out the other week is like one of the effects of menopause is obviously like estrogen levels start to drop off like production yeah. of estrogen from ovaries sex organs all that type of stuff which then means that estrogen project production kind of kicks in from body fat. So body fat can then produce, does have the ability to produce estrogen. So when those natural estrogen levels start to drop, the amount of estrogen produced by your body fat starts to increase. And if you're carrying a large amount of excess body fat, that can then flood your system with excess estrogen there as well. So the more weight you're carrying when you go into menopause, the more like hormonal fluctuations you might end up experiencing and then that can make symptoms worse. So again, it's kind of one of these vicious cycles that being overweight makes this more difficult um, to actually lose the weight. So where, where should someone start then? Because um, this we've just given loads of different things you can do, you know, nutrition, sleep, caffeine, exercise, getting all of that right. What would you say, Ben, about someone who's thinking, you know, I get it. I need to actually make some lifestyle changes to get more energy. And I can do this even if I'm menopausal, I'm in my 40s and 50s. Where should I start? And I think this is the point where most coaches would say, right, so what you're going to do is cut caffeine out, stop eating sugar, sleep better, eat better food, drink loads of water, start reducing your stress levels every day, exercise the perfect amount, get the right amount of food in, cut alcohol out, 
just do all these things and your energy levels will improve. And that's probably true. But the reality is for somebody who's struggling with low energy, if I tell them to go and do all of that stuff, it's, gonna, it's not going to work. That's why most, a lot of people struggle with kind of yo-yo dieting because they try and follow these fitness plans, which is already designed for somebody who has loads of energy. Like if you give, you give someone who has loads of energy, like a fitness plan to do, they'll be able to succeed with it. They'll figure it out. If you give somebody who has really bad energy, the same fitness plan, they're going to find it. It's just not going to work. It might work for a week, but then they're going to fall off track with it. Then they get into this cycle again of energy on fitness, off fitness, energy up, energy low. So first of all, any program that, that you see that says, you know, you've got to do training five times a week, doing HIIT training, or you've got to cut out carbs or cut out fats, or you're going to like ban all unhealthy food all at once, or you're going to cut your food intake down really low, um, or you're going to have to do all of this meal prep and eat all these complicated foods. Anything that you look at where you think, oh, that looks like a lot, a lot of effort, I'd probably avoid that. And I would probably, rather than that, start with something that doesn't require too much energy. So the way we approach this in our Fit Over 40 program, you can find out about that at www.fit40info.com, is we start things out like really, really simple. So the first week for our clients, all we do is we just get them doing some exercise, which will boost their energy levels. That's it. They say to us, people say to us like, oh, but what about food? What about water intake? What about all of this other stuff? And we say, just don't worry about that. From where you are now, all you need to do is just do a few of these simple exercises, we'll boost your energy levels, and then next week, we'll then worry about adding the next piece, adding the next piece, adding the next piece. So start with something that, that is designed not to take up too much energy. Yeah, and if you can just tackle the big problems first, which as Ben said there, you know, we one of the biggest ones is exercise. The next week, we're going to work on the problem um, foods or drinks that are kind of disrupting your energy and also stopping you losing fat. It, then within a few weeks, you actually have pieced together most of the puzzle. So it's much, much easier to do it that way. And then beyond that, we also work on things that don't look directly related to this, you know, mindset and accountability, but those two things will actually help you stick to making these changes. So I think that's the other key thing that we've not really mentioned much today. It's all well and good saying you need to change all of these lifestyle factors, but would you really do that on your own? Like how well are you doing at the moment? If you're listening to this at improving your sleep, even though you know, sleep is valuable. Like I've got a quote here from researchers at the university of California, San Francisco, and they basically discovered a gene that allows people to function on six hours sleep a night or less. And this gene is in less than 3% of the population. So 97% of us, six hours sleep doesn't come close to cutting what we need to actually recover and function well and have energy. So most of us know this. We know we need seven, eight hours sleep minimum. Yet most of us are not doing it. And what we find is you also need to have the right mindsets so that you can stick to this stuff and have someone on your back. So have some sort of accountability to keep you through it. So someone can motivate you so you can start boosting your energy and that encouragement can then mean you stick to it. And then if you stick to it, then you'll feel better and you'll be more likely to stick to it. So that encouragement initially and that emotion motivation from someone else saying, have you done it often makes a big difference in getting off the ground quickly. Yeah. And then, yeah. Like, sorry, go ahead. It, it might sound like that might sound really, really simple, but just one of the things that we do with all of our clients is every single week, we do like a check-in and for most people, that's nothing more than me just saying, you know, well done, Claire, you've done really well this week. You know, your scores are brilliant. You're doing great. Keep up the good work. And as simple as that is just reading that from somebody 
can like boost you up and just make you feel good about yourself, boost your energy levels up, boost your mood, and then help you to continue to succeed. Like, don't don't underestimate the power of just having something that like that small. Yeah, definitely. And then the other thing that we find really helps as well is having the group of people who are on the same path. So we have a community. It's off Facebook. It's not distracting. It's on our own platform called Workplace. But it helps all of our clients to kind of build momentum together so that they don't feel like, A, they're struggling alone. They know other people are on the same path, not just myself and Ben, who know who are a little bit different. We're a little bit younger. We're not female. Um, so they can also see what other people are doing, see other people succeeding. And, you know, a good example of this is if you're going to try and run a marathon or do some difficult challenge, it's really hard to do these things on our own. Like if you just tried to go out on the street now and run a marathon on your own, regardless of your fitness level, whatever's a challenge for you, let's say it's 5K, let's say it's 10K, it might be really difficult. You might just stop and be like, screw it, I'll just go home or I'm not going to even go out. Whereas if you had a load of friends or, you know, other supportive people or a coach being like, let's go, we're going to run this together, we can do this. And they keep encouraging you through it. You're encouraging them through it when they're struggling. You're, no, you know, you're way more likely to get to where you want to be. And we find the exact same thing happens with, you know, changing your lifestyle, improving your energy and losing weight and all of these things as well. It's much easier alongside other people. So is there anything else you know that can kind of help around this, Ben, in terms of your mindset, in terms of the accountability that we see with people? Yeah, so um, another thing that we, you know, we don't often think of as being linked to energy levels, but is your, your overall kind of thinking. So if you're constantly stressed, if you're overthinking about stuff, if you're getting anxious and worrying about different things, and, and this is another one of those cycles because a lot of people when they're overweight, they worry about their weight increasing. They worry about every pound they put on. They worry about how that might affect their relationships or family life. They worry about future health consequences linked to being overweight. They worry about what other people are thinking about them. They worry about, you know, how, how am I going to get back into my, those clothes or how, how am I going to look in a bikini on the beach on my next holiday or whatever. Yeah. And all of that worry and anxiety takes up a lot of mental energy. And it can, it can just add to when you've already, already got a career to worry about let's say you're trying to follow a fitness plan as well. You're looking after your family. You've got all this stuff going on. If at the same time, you're also got this internal dialogue of just stress and anxiety and worry constantly spinning around in your head, that can leave you feeling completely drained emotionally. And that can then also bleed into you feeling completely drained physically. Um, one impact I see of this a lot, which is a strange one, is whenever me and Rob run, we run an event, we run these events called Unstoppable with our clients where it's like, a, it's like a mindset coaching event. But from us, it requires a lot of like focused input because we work with people one-to-one -one and we, you know, we're there helping them get through some really difficult problems and challenges and overcome mindset problems. And because I'm having, like, we're having to focus so much and put so much into it emotionally, I, found, I find that I don't exercise much over the weekend, maybe a bit of jogging here and there, whatever. But my body starts to feel physically tired. My legs start to ache. My hips start to feel tight and achy from like emotional stress. So we don't think of these things as being linked. Um, a lot of the, if like you look into the kind of ancient, you know, like yoga and all those ancient kind of spiritual practices and stuff, they made that kind of link between, between stress and between the mind and between the body. And I think there really is something there that's maybe it hasn't been studied scientifically or whatever, but when you're having to worry about all this stuff, you feel really, really anxious. A lot of people, um, I speak to when I, when I'm talking to them, I say, what would it be like if you could drop those couple of dress sizes, if you could stop kind of worrying about this and stop having to stress about your weight going up. And they always say, it feels like the, it would be a weight lifted off my shoulders. 
Um, so it's kind of like that. It's kind of, if you're carrying this burden of like mental struggle around, that's also going to crush your energy levels. Yeah. And we use a couple of different tools inside our programs as well, don't we, to help with this. So we have our thought transformer, which helps you to kind of release a lot of that emotional stress every single day and view it in a better light. So more positive light. So you're able to get out of those. So if you ever have those feelings like, you know, I've, I've screwed it all. It's too, you know, it's too much. I can't stick to it this week. I've ruined it. I've made a bad choice. I'll start again next Monday or next week. Or, you know, I'm a failure because I've eaten this or that, or I deserve this treat because I've had a hard day. We help people to kind of shift those ways of thinking so that by the end of the, the 12 weeks, they are in a much better headspace. They're able to be much more consistent and the, the positive voices are winning and the negative voices are much quieter and they, you know, they know how to ignore those at that point as well. And if you want to find out more about what we do with all of this, again, go to fit40info.com and you'll find out everything there. So we've talked a lot about energy. We've talked about, you know, how you can change your lifestyle and improve your energy over 40. <clears throat> you know, don't just take this from us. We're going to go through some, some stories of our clients now who've actually done this and who have seen dramatic changes in their energy levels, despite being over 40, you know, despite being mums, despite having really high pressure, stressful careers as well. Um, and maybe even going through things like menopause. So Ben, I'm going to bring up some of the, the images if you want to go I'll read through them. Yeah through them so who's up first is it Haley first Haley, yeah okay here we go so, so when this comes up on the screen then oh hang on let me uh minimize this so i can read Haley's words so Haley was a busy mum of two boys and she wanted to shift the post-pregnancy weight and get back into healthier habits to set a better, better example to her kids and feel more energetic so by working with us as you can see in this picture she lost over a stone in weight, flattened the stomach, and also got the confidence to kind of go alone with all of this and just continue to maintain that lifestyle and, that, and those improved energy levels long-term. And she said to us, since joining Trinity, my energy levels have increased and I've found my confidence improved. Um, I want this to continue and for my children to have a fit mum. I'm so much happier when I train, eat well, and have a good mindset. So that's all those lifestyle factors that lead into the way that you feel and your energy. I now have a totally different way of thinking now, as well as not being so hard on myself. So yeah, awesome transformation from Haley. Next up, so Georgiana. Next up is uh, Georgiana. So you can see her results here on the, on the screen. So when we asked her about her experience, she, she said to us, I originally joined for three months to get healthier and lose some body fat in time for a holiday. I soon realized Trinity had so much more than fat loss. I learned how to make small changes, which eventually led to a healthy lifestyle. I now feel healthy and full of energy, no more high cholesterol and no longer a sugar addict. So there, Georgiana is talking about, you know, she used to be on that sugar roller coaster with her energy levels, but just through making those, those small lifestyle shifts, all of that's kind of balanced out. And every day she's just feeling healthier. She's feeling full of energy and it's, it makes things a lot easier for sure. Definitely. And here's a, here's a picture of her at her wedding, um, age 40 as well. Looking amazing. Okay. Next up we have Frida Neistat. So Frida said to us, she said, when I started, I was a size 12 to 14 in dress, dress size, 67.2 kilos, really unfit, tired, low energy, and felt pretty lethargic. I now feel so much more comfortable in myself and in my skin, having lost almost two dress sizes and starting to really rebuild my muscle strength. Approximately 10.7 inches lost, even with the middle month completely off program, 
So even, you know, she, she fell off track halfway through that. She still managed to see those amazing results. And she says, I feel much stronger and much more energized. So again, another amazing transformation there. And last up, we have Juliet. So Juliet says, before I started, I was a size 16 with no energy and really unhappy with how I looked and felt. I wasn't eating right, but didn't know how to change it. So pause for a sec. That's kind of what we're talking about, that situation where you know what you should be doing, eat better, sleep more, cut the caffeine, cut the alcohol, etc. But it's very difficult to, to change that when your energy levels is low. You can feel trapped. You can feel powerless to do anything about it. So Juliet says, I'm getting loads of compliments about how I've slimmed down and have loads more energy. I feel much more confident in terms of eating the right stuff most of the time while still enjoying food and having treats most days. I've lost 12 and a half inches across my waist, hips, biceps, and thighs and toned up all over. I feel great. Brilliant. So there's some examples of how you can do this in practice and how we've done this with clients. So I'm going to stop sharing my screen. Last thing then really, Ben, where can they find out more? If someone's listening to this, I think that, you know, this resonates with me. I want to get more energy. I want to change my lifestyle. I want to lose the excess weight. What can they do about it? Yeah. If you're currently in the position where, you know, you're feeling tired all the time, you're lacking energy and you want to drop a couple of dress sizes over the next 12 weeks. You want to get back into your favorite clothes. You want to stop choosing what to wear based on kind of covering up problem areas and, and just not have to worry about this. Have that weight lifted off your shoulders. We can help you with our Fit Over 40 program and you can find out all about that at www.fit40info.com. All right, that's it for today. Go check that out. Hope you enjoyed today's episode and we'll catch you in the next one.